0: the mind, the mantra, and the the ego. We sit down, we sit still, we close our eyes, and we begin to repeat the word. And all we have to do during the meditation is to repeat the word and to keep coming back to the word. It is as simple as it sounds, but that is not a mechanical repetition, but a creative repetition, a faithful repetition. So it is as simple as it sounds. You say it gently, without force. You say it faithfully, when thoughts interrupt or feelings interrupt. You let go of the thought or the feeling and come back to the word. And you say it simply, without evaluating yourself. What goes through your mind when you meditate is at one level of your mind, everything goes through your mind. Depends what's in your mind. If you're worried about some particular problem at work or in the family or in a relationship or something that's concerning you, then that will go through your mind. Certainly at the beginning of the meditation, it will go through your mind. Or if you just watched a very powerful action movie, that will be going through your mind probably for a few minutes while you're meditating. There's nothing you can do about it. Just let it go. Don't fight it. Just let it go. But as you continue with the meditation, with your continually returning to the mantra, you'll find that the mind becomes calmer. And there will be moments, maybe very brief moments at first, and later, and other occasions, longer periods, where the mind can become very still, very quiet, very clear. So in that sense, nothing is going through your mind that is attracting your attention. No thoughts, no pictures, no imagination, no music. N- nothing is going through your mind, no anxieties. We're all capable of that. And all we need to do is to trust the nature of our own mind. And meditation is that. You're trusting yourself. You're trusting the nature of your own mind. And meditation, you have to, of course, commit yourself to it for a while. but. Actually do it, practice it as well as you can, don't worry about failure, and you will discover that your mind is capable of much greater equanimity, stability, and clarity, and peace than you had imagined. Just to help you understand what the mantra is doing, I mean, you will find that out for yourself, John Mayne described it, once as like a harmonic. So we use this little bell. As that sound lasts, we listen to it. It's a nice sound. It's a harmonizing sound. So think of the mantra as a harmonic, that we're sounding in the center of our being to bring ourselves into this centeredness, into this harmony with ourselves. You could also think of the mantra as a signal, like a little radar bleep leading in a plane to land, even in fog. Planes can land in fog because they have this automatic signaling system now. So even though you don't see where you're going, you're listening to the signal. Even though your mind may be very distracted during the meditation, don't worry about that. Just keep the focus on the mantra. Keep coming back to it, and you're on course. And thirdly, you could think of the mantra as a plow. Think of a farmer making a furrow in the field so that he can plant the seed for future growth. You're creating the space in yourself for further growth. So those are simply little metaphors that may help you to understand what it is you're doing, what the meaning of the experience is. And why do we say the mantra continuously? The reason is because it takes you beyond your ego. When you begin to do that, your ego isn't going to like it. The ego doesn't want to give up one inch. So that's where this resistance comes from. But why should there there be this resistance? Well, it's the instinctive resistance of the ego to what it thinks is losing ground or diminishing influence. So that's why we say the mantra continuously to train the ego, because there will come a time when your ego will be happy, happier, because it is controlled, because you are in control of your ego. Your ego isn't going to be destroyed. We shouldn't destroy the ego. We need an ego, of course. But your ego, if it is uncontrolled, is a source of suffering and anger and violence and all the problems in the world and in yourself. If the ego is under control and is serving you, not dominating you, then the ego will be happier. So that's a simple way of saying why we say the mantra continuously.